We are back with an all new, all different episode of Aim for the Bushes. I'm your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And with me again today is fellow podcast person, Alex. Hi. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back. Doing good, doing good. Thank you for having me again. Nice. Well, of course, anytime, anytime. I'm always happy to have a fellow podcast person on the podcast. So today, what are we discussing? We're talking about anti-vax. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Anti-vax. So, you know, you know them. I think everyone knows the freaking anti-vax movement, which has gained steam in the last uh, 10 years. Well, I mean, since I've been aware of anti-vax, it goes back Mm -hmm. to like the 90s. But definitely over the last 10 years, and we'll get into it in a second here. Before we get into the anti-vax stuff, uh, of course, this is surrounding COVID, you know, vaccine hesitancy. And because we're in Canada, we're going to be touching on the truckers, uh, convoy, protest, dealy, racist uh, thing, if you were not aware of what it actually is. But anyways, before we get into that, first, our non-legal legal disclaimer, which is simply that. These are our opinions that we are expressing here today in this episode and in future episodes. So you are allowed to agree with us and you're allowed to disagree with us. It's up to you. You know, I can't force you to change your mind. Alex may try to force you, but I will not it, try. To it would make you. me really sad. You can if you disagree with me. Yeah. And it's my birthday, so you can't. Yeah. You can't disagree. With can't me. disagree. Also, and today, this is one that's uh, I mean, like I said, you could disagree with us, but. With what we're dealing with, if you disagree, yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not holding any punches on this one, folks. I'm you know, sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, clearly, if you believe in science, you believe in evidence, you believe in facts, you believe in not being a white supremacist, neo-Nazi, fascist, authoritarian type person. You know, if that's the side you want to be on, that's on you, bro. Like, don't come yeah. at me with that. You know. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for you, Pat, but maybe, maybe stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, I don't if, know. It, like, if this, if that thing is your jam, you are not gonna like this episode unless you like the hate listener or whatever. That's up to you because I know people <laughs> like to do that. But yeah, <laughs> we are not. Going, oh, fucking hate these we dudes. are not oh. entertaining both <sighs> sides. There'll be none of this both sides bullshit. I hate that. I hate when people no, are like, shit. "Oh no, both sides have, you know, uh, things that they do wrong." I mean, yes, technically, but. This is not what we we're discussing today. Yeah, we're not playing devil's advocate. You know, one. this is uh, this is clearly there is there is a strong side to take on this one here. But anyways, before we get into uh, all that, let's see. We got to take it back a little bit here because again, I usually always say context is key, mm-hmm. or you need to know know the context to understand something. You can't just take one uh, little segment one little line and say ah yes i know everything now based on this small sample kind of thing so yeah so we we've been seeing the rise of like anti-vaccine stuff uh within the last couple of years obviously because of covid19 right this obviously has affected everyone's world unless you're someone who lives in some kind of secret secluded paradise yeah. and you have no idea you have access to the internet but you have no idea that covid's going on then i uh i envy if you, you haven't heard about yeah if you haven't heard about covid stay where you are you don't yeah. need to know <laughs> honestly click off now it only gets worse yeah things things are going downhill uh here so part of what i guess motivated me like for this topic was because 
there is a stigma around being anti-vax. I think I think that's fair to say. There's a good chance that you may be, I don't know, necessarily ostracized from people that you know, but it could create a rift, definitely, with uh, within your family, within your friend group, within people at work. If you're someone that takes a stand, being like, I don't want to get vaccinated. Now, you can if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's up to you. You know, I don't. Right now, I don't want to get into the whole discussion of forcing people to get vaccinated. That's not really where I want to go with this. But for now, we'll say, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice, I guess. Right. Technically, it's your choice. Technically, it is your choice. I believe it's the wrong choice. Is it morally corrupt and incredibly individualistic? Yeah. Yes, of course. That's your choice. So you can do that kind of thing if you want. But one of the things that people will say. Unless, of course, just before we move on, unless you have like a legitimate medical reason for not being vaccinated, like you have like an allergy or something, yeah, or it'll fair. interact with like medication or something. That you t- that's legit. Like if you can't for yeah. some reason because of like a legit condition, that's totally fine. That I'll accept. But if you're refusing to like get vaccinated for on some kind of political, a political ideological principle, like, sorry, yeah. you're not going to get much sympathy from me not on this one. Here. Ah, yes. People who, uh, yes, do not want to, uh, you know, take a stand on being anti-vax because, again, of potential ramifications, consequences for publicly declaring that they don't want the vaccine or they don't believe in vaccines or they think it's some kind of weird conspiracy about, like, injecting Mm -hmm. nanobots so that Bill Gates or George Soros or some freaking person can control you, right? If People who don't want that, they say... I need to do the research first. I need to read more Classic. about it. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that all the time. You hear that. You hear that. Like I, I need to do my own research. My thing is like, what research are you doing? Like, where are you mm-hmm. going to find something that's going to say that you know, or be contradictory to the already established science? Yeah. That exists out there in the world. You're not going to find anything. That's the answer. There is nothing that exists currently, right now. Something could come up in the future, sure. But right now, no. It's also like when people say that, they're, they don't mean, ah, oh, yes, let me go and look at um, other peer-reviewed articles about the, you know, uh, results of trials or the results of, of vaccines and what they actually do right no you're going on a, you're going on youtube you're going on facebook checking out a post from some whack job about how vaccines cause autism or how they're again a plot to fucking take over your mind from the lizard people that actually control government it's never the, it's never from the right source right or a source that's reputable but people still take that as gospel which is or or take that as the word that I, I feel like a lot of people who say like i'm going to do my own research are just wanting an excuse to have the opinion that they have and because they know that you know it's very common is to be like uh oh no uh, this 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 opinion that i have is is based on facts it's based on a certain thing right Mm -hmm. and that's your that's their prerequisite it's like oh well this person said it so i believe it yeah right but the sources that you're gonna exactly like you said that i think like the sources that they're going after are not uh, you're not reviewing other other scientists and about them and the medical community about the effectiveness of this vaccine. You're getting your your mis you're getting your misinformed opinions from other people with misinformed opinions. Basically, yeah, it's kind of like a feedback loop of just like For wrong sure. uh, information. 
And like I said, like at the beginning of this episode, right, we're not both sizing this. That's part of like what kind of got us into this problem, because you mentioned like vaccine causing autism. That's kind of like the real mm-hmm. first, at least in a wide sense or popular sense of, you know, the first kind of like ideas of like vaccine hesitancy, because the idea yeah. of vaccines are not new. They've been around for like a long century time, literal centuries. You know, so basically how they work in a very basic sense is that basically they inject your body with a non-active form of a virus, right? Mm -hmm. So that your body builds an immune response to the virus and it's close enough to what's actually the live virus so that if you contract the live virus, either a couple of options, you won't contract anything. Uh, If you do contract something, you won't really experience symptoms. Or if you do experience symptoms, they will be less severe compared to this is your first time your body is interacting with this. Or you won't pass on the the virus to other people. You won't be as infectious, I guess I should say, Mm -hmm. as you would be if you hadn't already had the exposure to a vaccine because it creates, like I said, an immuno response in your body. So your body already kind of knows how to deal with it at this point kind of thing. And that's such a critical piece of vaccine information that I feel like a lot of people who have the opinion that are anti-vax completely either don't realize or or choose to ignore, right? A lot of things I see are like, oh, well, my family, uh, like I know people who got vaccinated and still got, still got it. But their sim- or and their symptoms are like nothing, uh, or like or or like oh my friend got it and they they're experiencing nothing so why should we get vaccinated? That's bro, that's the fucking point. Like the only reason that they're not in serious in, in having a more serious reaction or a serious condition is because of the vaccine. A lot of people are like, oh well, if you're getting vaccinated, you should we we shouldn't be getting this in the first place, bro. That's not how viruses work. I hate to break it to you like this, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah. Although the funniest thing, <laughs> did you hear what Nicki Minaj, Minaj, whatever, said? <laughs> like, again, because she was someone that's like, I need to do like more research. And she said she gave an really? anecdotal thing that her uncle's balls enlarged <laughs> after, receiving, wow. after receiving the vaccine. So she was like, I, I don't know. There could be some like side effects <laughs> of it. <laughs> Damn. So he's got, like these mon- oh, it's not real, but you like know? you know the idea of like someone just having like monster testicles now, <laughs> yes, like, huge fucking just giant. Black like, on they, the I table. can't even like zip up my pants now because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've been COVID free for like six months now, but I I have not been able to. No one, no one in the news is talking about the enlarged balls. <laughs> you got to get the word out there. I get the word out there. It's hey, a cover up. Half the side effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's, that's not true. Too, no right? one's balls are swelling, but it, I, no. I'd laughed at that though because I'm just like, that's fucking ridiculous. There's no way <laughs> that happens. That's another thing too, though, right? Like people are like, oh, but what about the side effects? Yeah. Right. Like, and yeah, of course. Have you taken Advil? Any Have everything you taken has side penicillin? effects. I mean, these are the everything same people that has like, a side effect. Drink alcohol and get hungover. What what do you think that is? That's a side effect, right? Literally, literally. So like, yeah. uh, Oh no, go ahead. ahead. I was just gonna say it seems so implausible to me that some that a reasonable person could be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna do this thing that could potentially save people's lives that I interact with, and even even beyond people that I interact with, because that's how viruses spread, Mm -hmm. right?" Uh, 
because uh it might it might make my tummy hurt <laughs> or like i know that the worst they're thinking they're thinking worst case scenario like i'm gonna grow a third ear on my neck or some shit like that which is not right? possible but like but that's the thing right like uh you're i don't know if there was if there was widespread evidence of the fact that this thing if a the vaccine would cause terrible side effects like that mm-hmm. it would be more properly documented it we would see it for sure widespread. I know, because I know people are going to be like, oh, well, the media, blah, 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 the government is going to cover it up. And it's Listen. like, bro, like you would see it, though, if everyone's dying in the street or, yeah, mass illness is being caused. Yeah, you would definitely see that like you couldn't yeah. hide it. Just like when people no. were dying from the virus in the first place, like if they want to cover it up and say, oh, no virus exists, everything is all good. Everyone, please go about your day. Like you would see like, you know, all the bodies piling, like when they had to make makeshift graves basically and like put people like in trucks yeah refrigerated you know you can't where where do you hide all that no. right where were no. all the families who was like loved ones passed away who just what they just disappear so what are you gonna do with all these people who know people who have relatives that have disappeared you know like what your 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 daughter your son your your mother your father like they just they're gone now how do you cover yeah. that up Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, especially with social, especially with social media, it would be so much harder to cover up side effects that are bad in that kind of way, right? Because people are posting stuff like that online, right? I think like, and people are, people are posting stuff like that online, like, oh my God, my uncle's nephew's brother's cousin's third aunt twice removed got the COVID vaccine. And now she's bedridden. She can't like, smell any she can't whatever i don't fucking know right and it's like sure man you're those are those are definitely a minority of cases i don't think anyone who's a reasonable person can say that there are a no side effects and b that like there is not the potential for bad side effects right like and that's that's like a disclaimer that's on again most medicines most things that we inject into our bodies like that right like yeah, every medical it's, procedure in the history of man has a side effects. So it's nothing new. Exactly. Right. So like, um, yes. Yeah, so, so taking it back, right. Like, again, like, like I said, like, we're not both sizing this because there's not because this is what got us into like the road, the long road of like this vaccine hesitancy where we find ourselves now started from like, you know, I think, like I said, one of the first more like popular, at least instances of, is, is vaccines causing or the idea because mm-hmm. they don't actually, but the idea that vaccines cause uh, like autism in, in children, right. Which came from one study from one dude in the UK who, if you actually go and read the study and then it was retracted years later, way too late was done in an unethical manner and already by parents who already believed that their kids were suffering autism because of vaccine. Cause when you do tests, you're supposed to get like random samples and you know, you're not supposed to like, again, you get the randomness because you don't want a population that's already biased yeah. towards whatever it is you're trying to discover through this experimentation. Yeah, you don't like, want to be cherry picking your data or anything. Exactly. That's bad, like experiment design. So if I go and I think, oh, I'm going to get a pe- bunch of people who think that, you know, vaccines gave them this thing that isn't otherwise associated to vaccines and they're all of that mindset well of course all the results i'm going to get is going to probably lean towards that because my population is biased already towards that thing that's why we want a random sample of people so that way you get people of different 
viewpoints and biases so that way you're not just mm-hmm. skewed already towards a certain direction and part of it is the you know use children part of it it used way too little people by my little people i don't mean actual like little people i just mean the number of people used was way too small to make any kind of statistical generalizations or be Thanks statistically yes, <laughs> just in case i appreciate it context is key you you have to use i think at least like 50 people of yeah. a thing if you're going to try to find some kind of uh you know statistical or do some kind of statistical analysis like you need at least that many samples or it could even yeah, be higher i don't know it's been a long sure. time since they've done stats but you need like a high number of cases of people to look at and examine you can't just take like three people and be like well these three people have this so therefore the thing that i'm looking at is true They're like that's not enough yeah. that's not enough variance kind of thing and so what happened is when this first started coming out news media and this is part of the new failure of news media which will be a, a, a topic for uh, another day we'll, we'll get into this but news media would like both sides this thing right there'd be like the established science that says you know vaccines are safe uh, they don't cause autism or other diseases in children from receiving a vaccine but they when when they're examining this issue they would be like oh well we need people from both sides right to be fair and objective we need someone on the other side that says that vaccines do cause this kind of harm. And that kind of thinking isn't wrong necessarily, but it has to be based in fact. So there has to be some kind of established trend or something, some kind of established fact or evidence that has been observed already purporting this other side, this other viewpoint, right? So if there is something that says, uh, you know, okay, well, we're seeing this effect uh, you know, in vaccines here in example A, but there's also good evidence that we're seeing this effect in vaccine B. So, you know, that's when you want to debate both sides because at this point it's not clear which side is the correct viewpoint or the one that we should be following because it's not necessarily a question of right or wrong. Mm-hmm. That's when you go, okay, well, we need to hear both sides because this could be interpreted in different ways. But when one side has nothing that supports it, and then you give voice or you give platform to that, right? That's going to start seeping into people's minds because they're going to think, oh, well, if you're talking to this person, then clearly there must be some kind of value here. There must be a yeah. reason why you're including this person here in this discussion then, right? And that's kind of what leads us down this road because now we've had like 20, 30 years of people speaking about nothing, again, with no proof, just basically they want to believe that this is the case. And that's what people here who don't know who go, oh, yeah, maybe that person does have a point, right? I mean, there's no proof, but they're there for a reason. So I'm thinking there must be something there then. And that's when you start Absolutely. getting into conspiracies and all this stuff. So like 10 years ago-ish at Dawson, I did a project about anti-vax stuff before. This is obviously before COVID. Again, huh. with the um, idea that vaccines cause autism kind of thing, right? Part of what I looked at, I looked at different sources of uh you know of information that people could go to right online Mm -hmm. or it doesn't have to be online could be in print but have access to right so part of it was like something that looks legit like you said reputable sources that that will say that oh yes these are studies that we've done it's been peer reviewed this is the results that we found blah 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 you know so you can go take a look at that right but it doesn't have to necessarily be that could just be something that looks like that so it Mm. looks legit right so I was uh, obviously I was able to find a bunch of sources that look like because they could be like private institutes because you do find this thing where people will publish studies and results, but they're not in anything that's peer reviewed. They're just kind of like their own yeah. private journal 
and you know uh, that I can say, oh yes, this was published in this periodical magazine kind of thing, but it's not reviewed in any way. But you know, it's published somewhere, <laughs> kind of thing, right? And then so a, a level down from that was something kind of like a little bit more sketchy on the internet, right? Just something like you know, it's a website, but you know, it looks a little bit more homemade, kind of thing, you know kind of dicey and then of Mm -hmm. course you know this is before really like the advent i mean they existed like facebook youtube twitter but you didn't really kind of get this proliferation of this kind of like um propaganda or this kind of fear-mongering or this kind of uncertainty yeah Yeah. this disinformation like targeted disinformation but you know you did have message boards and stuff but you could take things like twitter and message boards and comments and stuff like that and get sources there too by people saying, "Oh yeah, this is uh, you know not the case, right? Vaccines do cause, right?" So you have different layers to it, and you will have people that are drawn to that sketchy, you know, this is just a YouTube comment or this is just a Facebook post, you know, or this is from some sketchy website that looks like yeah. you know it was made in GeoCity, but it says the information that I want to hear, right? And, and, and people will look to it as a form of validation because they, mm-hmm. if they think that this is, again, some kind of conspiracy, of course it's not going to be on a legit-looking website or like a legit no. uh, peer-reviewed uh, journal because this is information that they don't want to get out. So why would I find it there? Obviously, yeah. there's Rando on Facebook posting it or some YouTube video that some jackass made in like 10 minutes spouting off this stuff of course yeah that's where i'm gonna find it obviously i was about, i was just about to say you're absolutely right about that like that mentality of like oh yeah well this has to be true because it's because it looks sketchy because it looks homemade right yeah. like this is the whole idea of like the establishment is hiding stuff from you mm-hmm. right so anything that looks austere or anything that looks like official is immediately discounted as mm. being like, oh yeah, they they polish it up. It's, it, they have the veneer, right, of something legit. So it has to be not legit, which is such a fucking weird uh, logical mindset. dissonance yeah, to me, right? Yeah. Like, and and of course, like the sketchy website, the the YouTube video, the Facebook post is gonna get circulated around much more and much more fast, right? Because it's much more accessible than the peer-reviewed source mm. or the article from the medical journal or whatever, right? Like, if you can get the, inf- the the validation that your opinion is correct from just from five minutes of looking at your phone or, or something, yeah. it's way more easy to digest than having to take the work to go out there and confront something that is potentially incorrect. And confronting, because at the end of the day, trying to find, trying doing your research, right, means having the possibility of confronting the fact that your opinion is false Mm -hmm. and people don't want to have that right like nobody i feel like it's nobody wants to have their their a a, a, an opinion that they've held for very long that is a core belief to them that is like Mm -hmm. an axiom or something Mm -hmm. ripped from underneath them nobody likes that Mm -hmm. right but sometimes and i I think it's i think it's so easy for somebody to be like oh well this 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 is an easy, this is the easy thing that I found that like makes me feel good about the thing that I've got, right? Other people are feeling the same thing about me. Why would I go and, why would I go and waste more time trying to find something that potentially disproves that? Right? No, for sure. That's definitely, I think that's part of, um, yeah, definitely the mindset. But I think now as we move into like more contemporary times with like Mm -hmm. the proliferation of this stuff, like 
on, on like I said, on Twitter and Facebook and like YouTube. Because back then when I was doing it, yes, yeah, so those things existed, but you didn't really have like an industry behind it, right? So now, yeah. now you have like targeted disinformation, misinformation. Now you have legit looking authoritative, 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 sorry, uh, institutions, news yeah. uh, outlets pushing these ideas it's true. that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't get the vaccine. Right. And they could, now it's not obviously tied to, uh, you know, it's going to give you autism vaccines in general, but talking about COVID now specifically, you know, it's tied to like political and ideological belief. So now it's not yeah. just whether or not the vaccine itself works. It's not just the facts surrounding, you know, how viruses work, how, how, like mm-hmm. I said, the COVID vaccine itself works. Now, like it's, like I said, it's targeted to a political ideology. So it, it assumes like your identity, how you identify with the world as a person. It goes beyond yeah. just, uh, you know, what the vaccine does or doesn't do or the facts or non-facts of the vaccine. It's tied to my identity. And now mm-hmm. I can find validation from news organizations in addition to Facebook posts and YouTube videos and people on Twitter and all this other BS, you know, that support my thing and say that my worldview is the right one. Yeah, it's real. You're absolutely right about how it's it's become a political identity thing, right? Uh, which makes it harder for people to discourse about it, right? It makes it a lot harder. It, it has fragmented the discussion, which makes it entirely more difficult for someone to a engage in discourse about it with another person. Yeah. Uh, but all and also just like stay on the same topic right because like you can be talking like if you're trying to talk to some to somebody you know who's vaccine hesitant as they call it or anti-vax right it can start off as a conversation about efficacy but then it turns into oh but this is what it means it's about freedoms actually yeah like oh actually it's about like control of my body and my my choice right like oh it's this is what it means to me for me to be an american right like mm-hmm. there's so many layers to it now that it makes it really hard for people to try and come to common ground about it, right no, oh, definitely muddle, muddles the, the, the conversation because, like, as you said, interesting. See, so people who are anti-vax, in case you're unaware, this may be a new domain for you. They tend to be right-leaning. Actually, I'm sure you could have left-leaning people who are anti-vax, too. But what you see, at least in popular culture, at least all the things that I come across concerning it, is all right-leaning, neo-Nazi, white supremacy, authoritarian bs now you may be thinking whoa what does all that stuff have to do with not taking a vaccine that's that's what we're talking about right it becomes a political ideology it becomes part of a political ideology and so that's if you subscribe to those notions uh it doesn't not necessarily you know the all the racist white supremacy stuff but at least the idea of individual freedoms mm-hmm. now this is tied to your views on the vaccine and this is the one thing that i have this this topic i guess in of itself will be like something an episode down the line because this this is kind of like pisses me off but uh very quickly here like when i hear like people saying my bodily autonomy because they're right leaning right now see this is what, what makes me think that or actually realize that people don't believe the things that they espouse to believe there, yeah. right they don't be- you don't believe if you're saying i don't take the vaccine because of my bodily autonomy needs to be respected and you're someone who is right leaning you don't believe those things because you believe them you believe them because that's what you've been told to believe because these are the same people that will say abortion is not a right 
Exactly. Right. So it's like you, my body, my choice, unless you're doing something that I disapprove of, then I get to decide what you do with your body. So if you're a woman, you don't have bodily autonomy to have an abortion. Or if you're someone who's trans, you don't have the bodily autonomy to determine your gender. Right. Because you Mm -hmm. have all these like bathroom bills and stuff that get passed saying that, you know, unless you are, uh, you know, of a certain sex that you were born with. That is where you can enter a washroom or that is where you can compete in like schools and stuff or on different sports because, you know, they're segregated by gender sports competition. That's where you go. Mm -hmm. But if you believed in bodily autonomy, you wouldn't be saying that. No, for sure. Right. Because if you're consistent in your beliefs, you you would you would have to accept those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of like right wing, uh, quote unquote, conservative ideology is kind of uh hypocritical in that way right uh i i follow there are a couple of there are a couple pages on on social media uh that are like conservative self-owns i don't know if you've heard of oh yeah yeah i've seen posts of them yeah right i've seen one of the i've seen one of these which is like a screenshot of a of a of a purportedly right-wing individual saying like oh okay so if the it's like so they're giving away the the COVID vaccines for free. Uh, why aren't they giving away vac- Why aren't they giving away uh, chemo or uh, uh, insulin? And it's like, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. right. Yeah. That's you're absolutely yeah. right. We should do <laughs> like, that. We should have a system where you can go and get treated and not have to worry about the cost. So either yeah. free or like very very cheap that anyone can afford. Exactly, but in that 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 mindset is so is they're so wrapped up in like this idea that like. Uh, the vaccine is my is my kind of choice or whatever but they're totally it's it's absolutely they're absolutely it, i feel like they're like horses with blindfolds on blinders, on, blindfolds. Yeah. blinders thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they can only see the issue at hand and focus their political energy on that and not see how it relates to the rest of the system that they've built around them or if so and if somebody i've never actually seen if somebody's been like okay but what about this and what the reaction to that is but mm. i'm sure they have some sort of convoluted way to you know mesh those two together somehow right like under the under the guise of like i don't know fiscal responsibility or pulling oh, yourself there's up definitely your something yourself, about you know? like mental gymnastics that has to go on to like justify yeah, yeah uh, right? these positions because what happens is yeah you get people who they they're so uh, I guess enamored with the idea of uh, individual freedoms, mm-hmm. right? And when they don't look at things in terms of a like a communal sense, they don't look at the greater good. Yes, that's something like because a lot of the right leaning stuff, at least in North America, this might be different in other parts of the world. But it, yeah, it, they take things on a very individualistic level. So anything that concerns me personally. Is all I care about. So when you get things like pick yourself up by the bootstraps kind of thing, right? It's all the individual's responsibility. And we don't look at things or they don't look at things as a collective, as a community. That's why people want, or all these people who are not right-leaning or not as right-leaning, you know, want you to take the vaccine because it's like not Mm -hmm. about just my personal preferences. Because me as a person, like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit with like this trucker convoy protests and stuff and the general, uh, well, I guess apathy slash, you know, people being tired with like different COVID restrictions and all that stuff, you know, just being worn down by, you know, having to live with this over the last like two and a half, three years ish. Like I get it, you know, like there's a lot of things that I don't like personally, like, you know, I don't want to really have to wear a mask kind of thing, you know, 
I, you know, I, I don't like not being able to, you know, congregate with like a bunch of my friends or something like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the vaccine, no, I don't mind because like for me, like I want to protect myself as best as I can. And not yeah. only for myself, but also for others as well. Exactly. But, you know, the idea of like, let's say wearing a mask or something. I'm like, yeah, it's not my favorite thing. I would rather not have to wear a mask, especially in the winter when I put it on because I wear glasses, it fogs them up, even though I have the metal thing in a bunch of my masks, masks, it still fogs up my glasses. Like, I, I just don't, I don't enjoy yeah. it. I don't want to really wear a mask if I don't have to. But I will wear the mask because, look, I'm not the only person that exists out in the world, right? So if I contract the yeah. virus, that's the thing with this type of virus is like, you don't know that you have it necessarily. So the period during which you're contagious, you may feel fine, but you know, you go around and you're spreading it to people. I'm like, I don't want to cause someone, you know, pain and suffering or death or Mm -hmm. cause their family, you know, this type of grief because of my inaction or my carelessness in in this regard. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to cause that. I want to, I want to build positivity. So how can you be someone who claims that, you know, you want the best for people or for the best for your community. If you're not going to take these small steps, I mean, it's annoying. Yes. I'll, agree with you 100 definitely annoying but at the end of the day if it means that you know other people are not going to be harmed by this okay fine i'll live with the annoyance absolutely i i honestly i totally agree with you here it's like the idea it's very myopic to me uh this idea of like it's my individual freedom yeah. to, to either to not wear a mask or to not like get vaccinated or something it totally is not conscious of like exactly like you said, like the, the way that the virus spreads or like the effect that it can have on other people, right? Like I'm super conscious of this kind of thing because my my partner is immunocompromised. Yeah. So she's got she's got an autoimmune disease. Um is she celiac? It's not it's nothing crazy. She doesn't have like AIDS or anything. Uh but the fact that she's immunocompromised and her her immune system literally just doesn't work like the rest of like anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Means that she is infinitely more at risk mm-hmm. than like the your quote unquote average person. Uh, I was gonna say normal person, your average person yeah. uh, in in getting this virus. And like, so to me, taking those kinds of taking the steps is, is a no brain, right? Like, uh, I, I've issued like, gatherings with friends when it's been said that it's okay by the by by governments to be able to do that just in favor of being better safe than sorry, right? Yep. And it's like, it's you're it, I, at the end of the day, if you're choosing, like, we all know that the, that the virus is something that propagates through people and is a, is a huge, huge spreader in terms of contact and stuff. And if at the end of the day, you're saying um, you're, you're, deci- you're making that choice to, to not get vaccinated or to not wear your mask and to still do that, it's just selfish. At the end of the day, that you can't describe it as any other, anything else. And it's so fucked to me that people have been like, oh, well, it, it, it's still my individual freedom. I think you pride yourself on that as your like, politics or whatever. When you've confused your identity politics with what I see is like just general with with morality, mm. right? Like it is a good and moral thing to me to want to protect your the other people of your community, right? Uh, and to like and and the sac- the potential sacrifice of something that you do in order to get that is a good and moral thing, right? Like you cannot argue, you can't, you simply can't argue the opposite to, for, to be like, ah, yes, my, my individual freedom outweighs the collective good Mm -hmm. is not only selfish, but I think wrong, you know? Yeah. Like I said, like, how can you create like a positive environment that you want to live in? If you're just like, well, whatever I do is fine. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't really care who it impacts or how it may harm others. 
I'm like, well, like you can't. If that's your mentality, you then you gotta look at yourself and you know. fucking rework yourself. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that because we have like all this disinformation and misinformation that's put out there purposely, that's the thing I, I don't think a lot of people get. I mean, we may get called sheep for, you know, following, you know, getting vaccines or follow or willingly give up our, our, our freedoms. That's what I hear. I, I was in Toronto over the break and I was listening to the radio and someone was saying that, oh, well, we just on the radio station, the, the, the host was like, oh, yeah, here in Canada, we just willingly give up our freedoms, talking about, like, restrictions on COVID and stuff. And I'm like, what? That's not what this is. You know, taking precautions is not just, oh, we just, without a protest, without, you know, any kind of pushback, we're just giving up our freedom. Like, that's not what's happening. It's not. You know, that's not, that's not even, that's not, that's just incorrect. You know, you know, having some yeah. restrictions in place, again, to stop a deadly virus that is circulating around the planet, right? That only would be true if COVID was not an actual threat, if it was a hoax, like some people think it is. If it's a hoax, then yes, then I would agree then that people are just willingly giving up their freedoms then, sure. If it's not real, if there's no impact, then yeah, sure, we're just going to accept these restrictions. But again, that makes no sense. What is the benefit if you're going to go down that road? Yeah. Right? There's no... I mean, it, I hate when people try to say, oh, it's to get you to comply with it. I'm like, you already comply with the government. Literally. Do you pay taxes? Do you have, <laughs> do you have a social insurance number or in the U.S. a social security number? Yeah, you if know? you're not living off. Do you have a driver's license? Grid, do you have a passport? Complying. You know, like, all. do you stop at stop signs? What, what do you mean? Like, we have a ton of rules that govern our society from, like, laws that the government enforces, the policies mm -hmm. enacted to just like social things that we follow that aren't necessarily, that don't necessarily fall into either of those categories. I'm like, there's tons of things that we do that are, make us compliant. Absolutely. And no one cares. That's why I say what people don't believe about the things that they're saying, because I'm like, look, where are y'all, you know, protesting this, right? Like, yeah, I don't see I that. Lot... Yeah, go, go ahead. No, no, you go. You keep doing this. No, Too I was just going to say, yeah, I think a lot of people blow it out of proportion with this idea that like we're sacrificing our, our civil liberties or whatever, right? Like, sorry, they, you have a list of, at least in Canada, a list of, of freedoms and liberties that are protected under the law. It's mm -hmm. called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, mm -hmm. just FYI. None of those rights are being infringed upon by you wearing a goddamn mask or you, or, or getting vaccinated. Like people, it, it the, Something that's tangent that's related to this is that you know those people who are like comparing the measures now in place to like being in the Holocaust or like yeah. uh, being under communist rule. It's like, buddy, do you know history? Do you know what happened back then? Like, this is nothing. This is nothing. No, this isn't even the worst of it in terms of like COVID restrictions. Because like, people here they call it lockdown all the time, right? Every time, like, well, here in Ontario, yeah. Um, Probably other parts of the country, too. Uh, you know, every time there's, like, an outbreak or a spike in cases, let's say, uh, of COVID, right? It's like, okay, restrictions get put in place. It gets called lockdown. It's not mm -hmm. a true lockdown. Like, no. what they had, like, in Europe and probably, like, China and a few other Asian countries, maybe African countries. I didn't hear too much about that. That's lockdown. Lockdown, That's a lockdown. was, like, you could not leave your house unless you had papers saying why you yeah. were allowed to leave your... That's a lockdown. That is, you yeah. cannot go anywhere. Here, it was just, mm -hmm. like, uh, we advise you to stay at home. Businesses are closed, so really there's... 
not much place to go anyway. This is like the first year of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, businesses were closed. Everything was basically closed. Like even if you wanted to go out, like there wasn't really much you could do. Yeah. Uh, you know, like that's not a lockdown. No. You know. And like here in Quebec, they had uh, they had the couvre-feu, right? The, 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 the curfew. curfew, yeah. Um, which a lot of people thought were, was like super draconian. And it is. It, 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 it is. And I think it's uh, obvious. It's been proven and showed that like, you know, a... a, a Oh my god! I keep wanting to say ceasefire, a curfew because of couvre yeah. uh, a cease, uh, a curfew. You know, negative mar- negatively impacts more marginalized groups, uh, like and the, and the homeless and people who are like working night shifts, right? So it's not like the most effective way of mm. uh, of of dealing with a pandemic and everything. But people went are were up in arms about it, right? Like, and as you've said, it's nothing compared to other uh, atrocities that have been forced on by the state to other people even uh, it, it, throughout history not oh, that yeah. people have been experiencing atrocities in relevant to covid right in a lot no, no no yeah but like literal war crimes like people are comparing this to and i'm like it's not the same when you take that extreme comparison like it's not even close to any no one's getting rounded no. up put into camps you know being put to death you know that's not happening anywhere like i said it's mm-hmm. it's basically common sense things to try to protect the most um marginalized groups in our society the most vulnerable for sure vulnerable yeah that's what i meant yeah vulnerable and marginalized they tend to yeah. be the same and, I, and you're right it's to protect those like, people exactly and i think the sad thing is is like this has shown that a lot of people quite frankly don't care about the vulnerable within society right like which is obviously a byproduct of like the the capitalist system of having value only as someone who either contributes to the economy or or who is productive right like of course in that mentality old people don't matter people with autoimmune diseases don't matter they're gonna die off anyways right like don't quote me on that (laughs) uh i'm saying that as the as a as a in the in the role of a someone who believes in this kind of thing and it's it's total it's fucked like, yeah, uh, I mean, no, I'm not even going to say that. Uh, it, it's, inc- it's crazy to me to think that there are certain members of, of society that people genuine, like deep down believe, or maybe not even consciously believe that they don't need to be represented. They don't need to be spoken for or kept alive or well, right? Mm-hmm. Like as long as the economy keeps going or as long as your own personal freedom is not infringed upon, right? Like, fuck me. I've, I've been hearing a lot of mentality about a lot of a lot of rhetoric of like, we're going to have to learn to live with the virus. Right. In an uh, abstract as, sense. And, yes, of course. And as you and as you said, like, I know people are getting tired of this kind of thing. Right. People are getting tired of it. And we'll cover that more in a bit. But in terms of like specifically anti-vax things, uh, living with the, living with the virus is, is not a reality that a significant portion of the population can actually do. Mm-hmm. Right. Feel like a lot of anti-vax people are like able-bodied able uh financially stable mm. right if insofar as they're able to go out to protest they're able to uh do this kind of thing predominantly white from what we've seen right yeah. like so you're clearly in a position that is a lot better off than other people and it's only because it's only because of the fact that you can leverage that that you're able to say ah oh, no this is I my rights are being infringed upon here when realistically you've been in a position historically and currently where you are the one who's dictating what it is that other people 
the the laws that are, and the and the, the the conditions that other people have, right? And it's really it's really I I get so frustrated about it. I'm sorry. I'm not even making sense at this point. <laughs> well, no, because it's definitely like like it's definitely frustrating because it is like a selfish. At the end of the day, it's just like a selfish uh, ideology. Yeah, yeah. And that like so, that's the unfortunate thing is just like you know it doesn't have to be this way because part of it. Part of why we're seeing this, like, again, coming back to the fatigue is because people don't. And I think part of it is just because when you're in a system like the system that we have, like the the capitalistic system that we live in, Mm -hmm. like you have a lot of people who are like, you know, like businesses or business owners, you know, who don't want to have to deal with their workers needing to have time off Mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know. Or, or don't want their businesses closed down because, you know, I'm losing value, you know, and that's like where a lot of this stuff like stems from and the idea that we must always keep the economy turning. And yeah. it's like, but for who though, right? Like for who? a lot of the, like, I don't think you can, you know, just give up, uh, you know, on people's well-being just because it's, you know, uh, what is it economically, uh, you know, unfortunate for you if you're someone that relies on, you know, and this gets into larger things that will probably be for like another episode in terms of like our economic system here of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, obviously, if my, my goal is just to extract value from people, I don't really care about their well-being as long as I get the value that I'm looking for at the end of the day. I mean, you can look at all how all our products are made, you know, look at the conditions that people work in like to make our clothes make your electronics make any any, everything that we get basically like you know it comes from horrible like i don't and no one here would trade places with someone that had to work in those conditions over there you know so we're seeing that kind of mentality here obviously where it's just like you know if well who cares then you know if you if you can't do it then like that's your problem and it's like i don't think that's the right way uh you know to look at these things and like i said before right it gets tied to political ideology and so mm-hmm. uh, you know we're seeing here in canada if you haven't heard of it it's been in the u.s news which is to me like a scary sign if the u.s is yeah. talking about this i know right the second US. i saw that i was like oh my god yeah so there's been this trucker convoy protest thing here in 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 canada it's being like slowly dismantled this week that was after weeks stuff. yeah after weeks of this so basically if you're unfamiliar i believe i want to say was it in january there yeah. was a mandate that was coming into effect stating that people who drive trucks across the border had to be vaccinated right it didn't seem like a big deal i learned today that um prior to this all our, like other industries that went across the border were already vaccinated uh, so like for trains, for like airplanes and stuff like that. And I think cargo ships, all those people already had this mandate in place. Uh, mm. You know, so the trucking thing was like the last group, I guess, to fall under this, uh, this type of mandate. Uh, and um, just uh, pivoting from the border for a second, there's been a bunch of other governmental slash quasi governmental institutions that have uh, implemented similar mandates where like you had to be vaccinated by this date. Otherwise you're out like in Toronto, yep. the TTC, which is the Toronto transit commission. They run like the subways and uh, uh, buses there. Uh, I forget when in December there was a deadline. All TTC workers had to be vaccinated. And if you weren't after that, you're out. Uh, I believe there was another thing for federal workers. I'm sure for other, like I said, uh, quasi or government, full-on governmental institutions, same thing. Certain date, yeah, you got to be vaccinated, otherwise least, you're gone. 
I believe they were organizing that for healthcare workers as well. Yeah. Uh, after a certain point. A certain point, yeah. It's like you have to be vaccinated, otherwise that's it. We don't want you anymore. So this is not new. Uh, again, I don't think, uh, you know, there's, I don't see any problem with this because, like I said, there's a serious virus that is going around that could either kill you outright, can cause uh, irre irreparable harm to your body because there's still a lot of like long-term effects that we don't even know yet. Absolutely. That you can get from COVID. So it's not a question. It's not just, well, just get it. Just get it. And I'm like, that's not a viable solution. Just get it. And this is why we're getting variants and stuff for people with this attitude. Oh, just, just everyone get it. It's like, it's not how that works. So it's not mm -hmm. a good idea. That's not a good, good plan. So, you know, I, to protect most people get vaccinated for, for, for these industries. And so what happened is this was an opportunity for right-wing extremists, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, fascists. And you may think I'm just throwing these terms out here. I'm not because this is who is really behind not. this protest. But when you first heard of it, that's not what we heard, right? It would just seem like truckers are upset with this. You think, okay, truckers are upset with this. Can understand. Can understand. Yeah, I, I remember seeing like the first kind of like posts about it which were generally positive. It was like, oh, these truckers, like there was like little posts here and there about like freedom and like fighting for, for, for something. And I was like, oh, what the heck is what's yeah. this about? It seems like you know? innocent at first, right? Like, again, I don't agree with this uh, I, position, this ide ideological position of my personal freedoms above all else. But that's me. But like I said, if someone wants to protest, Okay, you can protest. So I'm not going to say yeah. you can't protest, uh, even though if I disagree with the reason why you're protesting, that's that's up to you. That's totally fine. But yeah, so they were like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to create this like giant convoy to basically create blockades along the border, but also we're going to go down to Ottawa. So I think it started like in the west of Canada and we're going to go across to Ottawa to demand the end of, you know, different COVID-19, excuse me, mandates. But this is the thing, when you learn more about it, this starts to fall apart. It gets uh, a lot more insidious the closer you get. Yeah, so exactly. Because one, uh, let's see, 90% of truckers are vaccinated. So this would be a small group mm -hmm. of people, 10%, maybe less than 10%. Now, I know percentages, you know, may not tell the whole story because that could still be a lot of people. But what it does say is that the majority, vast majority of the industry is okay with it. It's not 10% it's not are vaccinated and 90% are against this, right? There's a big mm -hmm. difference there. So most people are fine. All the trucker, all the trucker unions were against this. Because, it, 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 like I said, it looks like it's like a workers' movement. You know, people who are just, you know, uh, unhappy with this. Yeah, you know, blue collar. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, they don't want to get pushed around, blah, blah. Okay, sure. But that's not the case. All the trucking unions, all the people associated with that, we're not supporting in this. They're not the ones behind it. Right? So I'm like, okay, that should tell you something. Yeah. That should tell you something. Right? And then, oh, it comes out. Now, I don't know. Maybe you are more aware of this because I haven't really been watching like news too much on this. But I have been watching. What I will say for people, if you want more information, is to check out the Surf's YouTube channel and the Surf Times they have a lot of videos uh, discussing this and going like in depth and, and talking about this. If you want, uh, you know, like, I don't know, proof, but if you want to see, you know, different materials backing this up, you, they have a bunch of stuff there that you can find from like different that's news. A, that's S-E-R-F-S, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, like surfs. 
like people who were in like a serfdom, like a surf. Just in case we're using audio. audio no, 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 for sure. Like, no, no. Like like the surf, I'm just like the giving more context. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll probably put like a link in the in the show notes too. But yeah, they have a bunch yeah. of stuff on this. If you're if anyone listening, They're great actually. Yeah, if you wanna wanna go and they talk about like I said from uh, reputable sources and you know uh, organizations that kind of like monitor kind of like uh, extreme extreme groups kind of thing. So this isn't just mm-hmm. me talking at my ass kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so this trucking thing is not started by truckers. It started by right wing, uh, white supremacist, uh, Western Canadians. Uh, they're from Alberta, BC, Saskatchewan. I'm not exactly sure, but they're from out West. Uh, all the people starting it. Uh, yeah, they're from these like neo-Nazi white supremacist groups. And it was their way of kind of getting their message out into the mainstream and kind of building it because what it does because when we said it ties to, to political ideology the reason for that is is so that you know eventually if you've ever read how people kind of become radicalized it's because they they take on small things right so you mm-hmm. get built you get brought in by like oh i believe in personal freedoms oh i'm tired of covid restrictions so that's what the first part it, that they lure you in on so you get yeah. kind of broad support in that sense because i'm not everyone that supports the trucker uh, convoy or any other kind of protest is necessarily a white supremacist nazi uh you know uh fascist uh authoritarian you know not everyone no. those they exist in there but not everyone who supports it is that i would not say that unless you know i have reason to believe everyone is in fact that thing but you get pulled in on these small things so you end up starting supporting all right and it goes inch by inch you know you go, oh yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah so until they slowly turn you and by the next then you know the next thing you know oh wait now I'm aligned ideologically with, you know, like neo-Nazis and stuff. And you're just kind of exactly. like, you don't really see it coming. But by this point, it's already too late. You're already kind of like indoctrinated. So that's the crazy yeah. thing. And now, I, so I don't know if you've seen like in, in actual like mainstream news, if they brought this stuff to light. Because definitely at first, this was not, mm-hmm. this was not talked about. No, I think from, I, from what I've seen, like it has been put out that the organizers of the convoy are spokespeople for like white supremacist uh nationalist movements right mm-hmm. um not only that but it's it, something that's gotten more attention in the mainstream media especially like cbc uh and what that i listen to in the gazette and stuff is that the funding behind the convoy came from a lot of right-wing supporting groups uh a and, lot of it american and parties and a lot of it foreign yeah a lot of it american yeah. uh which is you know obviously disturbing to say the least um and you're so right about uh alt-right movements and far-right movements corrupting uh radicalizing people in small ways like that a really cool youtube channel that i found about that a while ago now was the alt-right playbook is what it's called okay this guy this guy breaks down with like anim- animated videos uh tactics like that kind of thing and and it's so true i remember i saw this uh it's so true right like people who are supporting these the the convoy right are there like they're like oh yeah i believe i don't believe covid like there should be mandates for people to get covid that feels like that feel that uh, i get it people are like that feels authoritarian Mm -hmm. that feels like the government is telling me what to do Mm -hmm. with my body Mm -hmm. which is like against my not only my my ideology but against like per my my free my my rights right as a person and it's very easy for somebody to be like okay yeah that's true (laughs) and then and for another person to also be like i i also believe in that 
and then you see them floating a Confederate flag at your rally, and then you it's like, oh, I associate with these people, right? But if I if I believe if I agree with them on the the the, the vaccine mandate thing. I'm going to look past the fact that they're white nationalists. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look past the fact that they believe that, you know. Yeah, you turn like a blind eye to it. You kind of like push it off to the side because you're like, oh, I'm not yeah. there for that necessarily. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Because people can be like, I'm not there for that. I'm I'm there for the original message. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Even though the original message was kind of bullshit to begin with. Right. And it's either that you ignore that aspect of like the the thing, and I'll, you know, you I've seen that re- that that rhetoric and it's like, oh, it's it's just a few bad apples mm-hmm. in this convoy, mm-hmm. right? That are that are like this. Uh, and the saying actually is, a few bad apples spoils the bunch, uh, uh, exactly, which yeah. is fucking true, right? Because the alternative to being like, oh, well, I don't really believe in that, but they can still be here, is you know what? Yeah, they're right. If I agree with them on this thing, I guess I'll start agreeing with them on other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a fucking scary slope to go down you know of course to me the worst thing that i've seen at, at least in terms of the, the the convoy is like the fact that it was allowed to go on for so long right these protests were gone have gone on for at least five or six weeks now and yeah. only last week i think did the the provincial government declare like a state of emergency and justin trudeau or the prime the prime minister uh invoked the War Act's uh, emergency, the Emergencies Act, the Emergencies Act, in order to crack down on these guys. Yeah, which is because if you don't know, uh, Canada has a very, <laughs> very, very, very tried history with cracking down very heavily on other kinds of protests, specifically mm-hmm. uh, left-wing ones or ones that about like land rights mm-hmm. uh, or indigenous uh, mm-hmm. protests or homeless uh, or homeless people. Mm-hmm. Literally, just this year. In Montreal, like poli- the police in riot gear came into Montreal, came in Montreal, and to dispose to get rid of a-, a homeless camp that had been set up, right? So, of course, you know, seeing this and seeing cops actually like standing with these protest with these quote unquote protesters and these convoy people, like believing in them and like believing in their message, just being yeah, really kind it's really to them. Scary, honestly. It's really different. That's what I'm saying. Like, go look at the surf time. They have like a, or the surf, they have like a, uh, like a highlight compilation of like showing how the police respond to this trucker convoy versus how they respond to, you know, indigenous protests or Black Lives Matters protests or, you know, mm-hmm. things like for homeless people. You see the, the stark contrast on how police, police act when, uh, you know, they're aligned ideologically with the protesters and when they're not yeah. aligned ideologically it's very it's night and day right they're they're quite kind and polite and oh okay like you know like can you guys just you know just go over here and then oh that's great that's great thank you so much okay i'm glad we can you know yeah. very understanding very calm very non-threatening non-confrontational it's very pleasant it's very nice but then when they're dealing with people they don't agree with ideologically it's just so incredible it's, it's like it's, fists going into face it's, yeah. it's not pretty it's really brutal it's uh, quite disgusting and you've seen the yeah. the frustration on people like in Ottawa and stuff like that being like, what 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 do we have police here for? Like, why are they not doing something? Right. I think it's the first time a lot of people are seeing like the cops just kind of standing around doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then people are like, 
why do, why do we give cops these big budgets here? If here's a problem, cause we're not talking about mm. a protest, like in the normal sense, right? Like when people have like black lives matter or like for homeless or for like indigenous oh, yeah. things, you know, it's like an event that happens. People come out and they protest, they go and they, you know, they come back. They're not like clogging, stopping everything from happening. Right. Yeah. This is the, the convoy is not a peaceful protest folks. You know, like it's like, Oh my God. Right. Like, like, I don't know, I don't know if you saw, like, people from the, like, people from the protest, from the, from the convoy were reported in Ottawa of, like, harassing homeless uh, institutions, like, soup kitchens to give them free, free meals. Yeah. Uh, and, like, as Pav just finished saying, in other parts, not only did they block, like, uh, people from, like, foot traffic and car traffic in, in and around the capital, uh, but other Factions of the protest blocked are blocking and have blocked major arteries for uh, trade and for delivery of goods yep. in Ontario, in uh, BC, right, leading down to the U.S., and have caused like very serious ramifications on the rest of society. Yeah. So you know, you look around, you're like, why do we have, like I said, why do we have police here? What what is the point of you being here if you're just gonna like sit back and do nothing? The other thing is. It, it like I don't know if you notice this on your Instagram, but on my Instagram, I was kind of like disappointed at seeing some people that I know supporting really this trucking thing. Yeah, a couple Jeez. people, some people I've known like for a while. I'm just kind of like, bro, Ugh. you know, they're like reposting Rebel News. I don't know if you know Rebel News. I don't know if that is they're right wing propagandist news quote-unquote organization. If you're reading something on Rebel News, it is definitely it's like Fox News. Like I said, it's like mm-hmm. when we talked about earlier about like, you know, media disinformation created by quote unquote news organizations. This is what rebel media is or rebel news, yeah. they call themselves, right? I'm like, if you're posting, mm-hmm. reposting rebel news clips, that's not a good sign, right? They're, they talk about things like, you know, the great replacement, which is the idea that white people are being uh, depopulated by, you know, immigrants. So not oh non-whites, so like Asians, blacks, Mexicans, uh, you know, South Americans, whatever it is, and all a bunch of non-white peoples, Chinese, you know, they believe in like a world Jewish conspiracy. So if you hear things about people talking about world banks controlling everything, that's, that's people saying Jews control, uh, you know, government policy and financial policy and all that stuff. So they're very anti-Semitic. These are the things that they push forth, right? So as you said before, like, you know, there'll be people at the protests, you know, waving, you know, Confederate flags or waving uh, Nazi flags or neo-Nazi flag, whatever, these symbols, right? They carry these symbols. And, you know, I've been seeing people reposting either from what they're saying or reposting, uh, you know, rebel news or similar type of organizations that kind of like promote this bullshit. And they're trying to say that, Oh, no, it's just like some people like the media, right? The media is trying to like betray us as like racist, but it's not like we're peaceful. I'm like, bro, if you anything that you're a part of, if there's neo-Nazi fascist white supremacist, you know, assholes showing up there and you're not immediately get the fuck away from me right now, we do not want you here. Then you're supporting that. Absolutely. Like, that's what it is. You're supporting that 100 percent. Like if I'm at something and I see like neo-Nazis coming there too, they're there too. I'm not there anymore. I'm like, no. I don't care what you're doing. I'm not part of it. Yeah. Right. If it's something, not, it's gonna get yeah. If it's something I'm doing and they come there, I'm just like, yo, these people do not belong here. I don't want them here. We technically can't force them to leave. So, 
you know, they, but they won't leave. We've asked them to leave. Like, you know, that's fine. But that's not what I'm here. It's just like, yeah, like you said, oh, it's just a couple people. Like, there should be no people. No there one. should be none. There should be none. <laughs> right? Truly, That's not okay. Truly, there should be none of them. <laughs> this is never okay. And so all the people who are behind this, this, this convoy are from that kind of political and ideological belief, right? So that should mm-hmm. tell you something. Because I've seen the videos of like the organizers, you know, live streaming, talking about, again, like I said, depopulation or the great replacement. They believe that people who are anglo-saxon are the superior race and they must be the ones who are preserved and they must make sure they maintain their pure bloodlines which doesn't even make sense but sure let's go with it right like that's what they're talking about that's what's really the force behind this because this is the thing right this trucker convoy is a bunch of bullshit because look it's not started by truckers right all the people who are behind this all the people who are raising the funds for it in terms of like the one that set up the accounts to receive like funds and donations all that stuff are not truckers they have no relation to the industry. They just use that as their motif, as like exactly. their uh, like veneer that they put up, their facade that they put up to hide yeah. behind, right? To, like I said, ensnare the regular folk who just think of it as, oh, I'm tired of COVID restrictions, right? The other thing that yeah. should speak to you loudly if you are, again, not supporting the whole white supremacist, neo-Nazi stuff, but again, against COVID regulations and all that stuff, what should be setting off alarm bells, if that's your angle, that's why you support this, is that them going to the federal government and saying that we don't want any more COVID mandates, we want to end to COVID mandates. Though, If you're not familiar with how Canada is set up, there's you have the federal government and you have provincial governments, right? And mm-hmm. so the way there's a split in power between what uh, what responsibilities the federal government has versus what responsibilities provincial governments have. One yep. of those things is healthcare. That's what governs, you know, uh, restrictions or uh, COVID restrictions, right? So whether your province has, you know, vaccine passports, uh, you know, setting up and distribution of the vaccines, limitations on how many people can gather in a space, whether a business can operate, all that stuff is handled by the provincial government. So if you're going to march down to Ottawa, where the federal government is located as our nation's capital, and say, hey, you must end all COVID mandates, COVID restrictions, they don't have the power to do it. I mean, I guess maybe you could, but then you'd be living in that authoritarian world that apparently you're fighting against. Right? Yeah. The federal government doesn't have the power to institute you know, what the provinces do in terms of carrying out vaccine uh mandates or any covid type restrictions there's all provinces to do that's why if you go to canada there's no unity in our approach to it right something in bc is going to be different from quebec from nova scotia from vancouver uh, from vancouver from bc from alberta mm-hmm. right it's all the provinces that determine what they want to do what restrictions they want to put in place if they want to put vaccine passports in place if they want to have a curfew in place if they want to put limits on gatherings and when businesses can open and all that stuff that's the province that's the side. So why are you taking this thing down to Ottawa when they, they all the federal government can do is what they govern, right? So that would just be like federal employees and like border international stuff. That's what the federal government does, at least in terms of this, this regard here. So I'm like, what, what are you doing, right? That's how you know it's full of shit. So if you're someone that really believes in ending vaccine mandates and restrictions, like this is not the approach. If that's what you truly are about, this is not the approach. You should be petitioning your provincial government to, or local government, you know, like your city government, if that's what you want to do. And the other thing with this trucker thing is that it's a mandate also on the U.S. side. 
Mm-hmm. So the U.S. has their own thing saying that truckers have to be vaccinated. So Canada is, you know, being in line with what the Americans are doing. So I don't. How would that work then if Canada which says makes, we're which okay? Makes sense as to why yeah. American money is coming into it, right? Well, that's why this has all the support because I mean, they the American, you know, institutions, right wing media, whoever's behind this, the, the 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 powers that be, you know, they're like, oh shit, we can latch on to this. You know, let's let's go and or even exactly. put our influence on it. And give them money. That's part of the reason why the Emergencies Act has been enacted to like freeze like bank accounts and all this stuff uh, concerning, you know, where this money is going. Because obviously it's a huge freaking mess here uh, that we have going on. And like I said, part of it is response. Part, part of it is the response to like already like how it's this is enforced, how laws have been mm-hmm. enforced by the police, which has been, hey, you know, we kind of support what you do. So lackluster right? at best. Yeah. So it's kind of a disgrace all around and like i said seeing people support it has it's been really it's really nuts like this is the fact that this is a part of our history yeah yeah i know i totally get you i i'm frankly quite lucky that i haven't seen uh, i've only, i've only seen a couple people uh i think express uh, on social media that i know of uh express like admiration or or, or support for for what this is right uh, what really got me, uh, one of my partner's uh, cousins lives yeah. in, in Ontario uh, and is very, very anti-vax, like, and actually is a health worker who is anti-vax, which yeah, always, I don't like, get that. freaks me out. Uh, and they posted uh, a video of them at the, at the rally, of themselves at the rally. And I was like, oh, my God, nope, cannot. We, I was like, we know we can't, we can't. We just can't talk to your cousins anymore. Yeah, like, my partner's like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> for me, yeah, it was only like three or four people that I've seen it post like actual support. But the thing is, like, they're people who are not political. No. In any way. Like, I've never seen them post anything like politically motivated prior to this. Mm-hmm. Normally it's just like, you know, if they have a particular craft, they post about that or, you know, you post pictures of yourself or what you're doing kind of thing. Like, that's all I ever see from them. So then I start seeing like, you know, because at first, like, oh, maybe someone's just posting like, well, this thing is happening kind of thing. But mm-hmm. then I see like, you know, messages of support, you know, like we can't trust the government type messages. And I'm like, where, where did this come from? Like, I've never seen this. And then like, basically, I think like all last week, they all stopped randomly. So I'm like, oh, so huh. now you just don't care about this anymore? Like, yeah, now that it's been found out that this is a bad take, you're, you're like, going to stop posting about it. Like, I don't know. It's just, it'll just strange. I was like, this is the thing, you know, you decide to take up on and then you just quickly abandon it. Like, I don't know the reason, but just, just, I found it very bizarre. It's very strange. I feel like this is one of those things where the average person who isn't critical about their their news sources or who cares to read more into a thing yeah. who might just read a headline from a facebook post or from an article uh, about this can get an a unimpression of mm-hmm. what is happening that is perhaps not the whole story and then stick to that impression as the whole thing right that's definitely someone who very clearly saw this as like an anti as a as rights being infringed upon right like that good people are trying to uh protest 
in a in a quote in a peaceful from what is seen to be a peaceful manner mm-hmm. uh, these kinds of things someone who only sees that can very easily go oh yeah of course i'm gonna support this right uh and but i, th- I do think the average person upon lo- learning of like the white supremacist ties that are that are with it and like the 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 bullshit that the that the that the protesters are are doing and 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 the harm that they're they're inflicting on people uh, will be like okay no I need to take a step back which explains the kind of behavior of like posting about it and then not going for it yeah, which I think to sure. me is yeah which to me is a positive thing I think the I think the worst outcome would be for them to be to remain staunch right wing supporters yeah. of a of a movement that is very clearly in the wrong right oh, yeah. <laughs> but no it's it's just supposed to show like how being uncritical about the things that the, about current events in the world and like where you get your sources of what's going on mm-hmm. is, is so important in this day and age right to be critical of what you're reading like had it not been for people trying to uncover oh hey where's this where was this where was this protest organized who was organizing this where is mm-hmm. the money coming from for mm-hmm. this if that if people hadn't been critical about that we might have a very different situation on our hands right but the fact that people were being critical and ha- and went got to the bottom of what this is has revealed the very nasty underbelly uh of what this convoy is really about and the ties that it has and i think it's it's really shown at least to me as you've said it's dis- it's disillusioned a lot of people with the effectiveness of the police uh, or their their biases, right? Mm-hmm. It's gone to show that like this idea of, of white nationalism and uh, and white supremacy and neo Nazism is not something that's devo- is not something that doesn't exist in Canada, mm-hmm. right? And because it, it's very easy in Canada to be like, we're not like that, you know, you know that's not us, and it, it's it's clearly shown. Yep, that exists Can here, dude. Us, yeah, something sure. we have to confront for sure. Yeah, definitely. And like if oh sorry, continue. No, no, no I was uh, gonna say it's a nasty thing that people have been awakened to. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're unfamiliar with Canada, definitely a central part of the Canadian identity is being like we are not like Americans. Oh no, it's just a central tenet it's of true. being Canadian. Part it's of it is true. like oh we're not as bad as as the states. And in some way that's true, yeah. but in other ways that's uh, it's not true. We're uh, not as different as people like to think sometimes. No, the country was literally founded on genocide and colonialism. Like well, of course, yeah. Sorry. That's <laughs> how it works. I'm sure we're still going to be getting vaccinated uh, in the near future, right? Like this, something that I was thinking about in term when we were when I was thinking about coming onto this episode was like. Uh, when i've been re- so i've been reading this national geographic article mm-hmm. uh, that is about like our history with pandemics and like how we've known when that when those have been over kind of thing i i i foresee that as long as the glo- as long as the global response to covid-19 remains the way it is which is how that you know wealthier countries are getting like triple doses of the vaccine and stuff where uh less developed less developed less wealthy nations are like their vaccination totals are staggeringly low Mm -hmm. uh as long as that continues to happen there are going to be more variants and there we're we're in this for the long haul so long as that keeps going right so if you can like i'd say you know reach out to your reach out to your local governments reach out to your to your your mps and stuff and try to and like talk about steer let's steer the conversation less towards individual freedoms mm-hmm. and uh and manage stuff and getting the whole world back on track in this way 
right? Yeah, it's like, going to take a just, communal just effort. Just so we can actually end this thing. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like, yeah, if we leave part of the world un, uh, exposed, uh, you know, it's, it's just going to create like a breeding ground for the virus. And part of the thing that I think we should not do is like international travel, right? That's... Well, that's how variants get spread all over the world, right? It's because, oh, I'm just going to go over here and, you know, uh, you know, can tell me what to do kind of thing. So until we kind of like have a concerted effort and, yeah, and, 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 you know, bring about more resources for those nations that don't have the access to vaccines that we may have here, you know, to get everyone so we can elevate everyone again to create like a safe environment as much as possible. So we exactly. can like hopefully come out of this one day where you come out of this you know you know like, we don't know gotta do been, all this stuff exactly like i know it's been hard and if you're listening to this right now like i am i feel what you're going through no you definitely. know yeah. every everybody is it, i know it is unfair to say that everybody's experiencing the same thing because it's true my pandemic experience has not been the same as somebody potentially who's not with like an immunocompromised person or if you're an elderly person or if you're uh, a marginalized uh, a person of color uh, or like uh, you know, Asian people have been getting a lot, have been the, oh, the, yeah. the racism towards Asian, Asian population Going with up, COVID yeah. has been crazy, right? So we've not all been experiencing the same thing, but we feel like we understand, we get it, you know? And I think the only positive, the most constructive thing that any of us can do in this environment is to stay strong, to hold on to like the small joys that you can um, and hold it out, even if that means sacrificing a little bit uh, for the greater good. That's my positive note to end on. That's good. That's perfect. This has been another all new, all different episode of Aim for the Bushes. I've been your podcast person, Pavel, also known as JPAV, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And with me again, the wonderful fellow podcast person, Alex. Thank you. Love to rant about this for an hour and a half. It's been a good ranting session. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for all new, all different episode coming up. Uh, of Aim for the Bushes, make sure you check out the now we can October say award winning October yeah. Jones and Visual Legs. Uh, you know, uh, season can two be, is coming up. Season two coming up. Uh, you can find season one wherever you uh, find podcasts. So, probably where you found this one, make sure you like, rate, and uh, you know, comment if you can. Uh, help us spread the word, help us grow to new heights in 2022. That's what we're aiming for along with the bushes uh yeah so uh aim for the bushes theme music provided by mia pearson make sure you go check her out she is on soundcloud really wonderful artist appreciate her doing the theme uh for the show which you should be hearing uh right now uh well probably even before i mentioned it you should uh you should hear the sounds of it and yeah so everyone please stay safe thank you for listening make sure you go get vaccinated especially after listening to this freaking episode if you can go get vaccinated (laughs) peace